Hello and welcome to the Masters Swimming Podcast with me, Joe Malone. If you haven't already done so, please do join the Facebook group by searching the Masters Swimming Podcast. And a reminder as well to subscribe to the podcast on your chosen podcast app to be notified when a new episode comes out. The podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. So today's episode is all about the European Masters Aquatics Championships, which take place from Wednesday the 24th of August in Rome. For part two, I'll be joined by regulars Beth Hogg and Kath Tunnicliffe, who are both travelling out to Rome to compete. But joining me for part one is Nicola Latti. Nicola is chairman of the GB Masters Working Group, as well as being GB's representative for LEN Masters. Uh, Nicola, it's, uh, it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, hi Joe. it's really good to talk to you. And uh, and you are obviously competing yourself, of course, and and we're recording this on the fifteenth of August, so it's a it's a week or so before the actual event begins. Um, the pros are obviously uh, competing right now. I've been watching a bit of that on uh, on BBC. It's been uh, it's been a good one so far. When are you actually heading out to Rome, and and how long will you be out there for? I'll be heading out this Sunday on the twenty first. Um, we have our first meeting with the Len Group on the 22nd so we just have one day in advance of that um and i'll be out there for two weeks brilliant you are swimming yourself of course i just mentioned that and a, and a very very good one at that you know you've won gold medals at, at world masters competitions you've you know you held several records whether they still stand or not you're not quite sure but uh, i'm sure i'm sure some of them do uh will you be competing yourself while you're out there and uh, are you going out there predominantly to compete or are you out there predominantly for your for your role as the as the gb representative or a bit of both it's it's predominantly the role for with the Lem Masters group um, that we think is going to be seven or eight hours work a day. Wow! So so it is going to be pretty full on with 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 that side of it. Having looked a little bit at the schedule, the swimming looks to be swimming in the morning, a break for lunch, and then swimming in the afternoon. So I think we get to miss the really hot part of the day at the pool, which will be good. So I think I'll probably end up working both of those shifts, moving a little bit between the two venues, I would expect. Um, but I'll also be working on the open water uh, during that first few days out there. Okay. So, yes, I'll be swimming, but it might be a little bit of how much time will I get to warm up, how much time will I get to actually put a race suit on. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to just see how the swimming goes. Well, well, this is the time to be getting some PBs then, isn't it? To go that little bit faster so you can get back to your shift. Uh, what what will you be swimming and, uh, and do you have any kind of medal hopes? I'm in the 400 medley, uh, 200 back and 200 fly. Um, yeah, medal hopes are always there. My optimist side is saying, um, you know, I'll swim great. Everything will go to plan and, uh, you know, come back with, uh, swims I'm incredibly pleased with. Yeah. Uh, the realist is saying, I don't know how much I'm going to get to swim in the next <laughs> few days before the event starts. I may not get much chance to warm up. I might be having to stay up late sorting things out at the end of the day. So my swims are probably going to get hit a little bit by factors of not being able to rest. Yeah, yeah. But I'll just take it as it comes. Yeah, pl plenty of energy bars. I think are going to be needed. It, incidentally, what is your sort of favourite stroke and or, or your best stroke? I've probably had the most success on the two hundred fly, but two hundred fly, four hundred medley have both been 
pretty good for me. Uh, the backstroke's a little bit of fun. Um, I knew that our top backstroker, who's the world record holder, wasn't going. So I thought I'd be the substitute in that event. Um, yeah, I can't I can't meet her um, normal levels, but it's it's good to get in there and have a slightly off event as a bit of fun, I think. Yeah, Do you know, 200 flight. I, I was looking at, you know, the... Uh, the the nationals uh, schedule is obviously the draft has been has been kind of announced. I was looking, thinking, Joe, 100 flies quite far, you know. So <laughs> for you to say 200 flies, very impressive. Um, do, do you know roughly how many swimmers are going to be travelling to Rome to compete? You know, from from Great Britain. You know what? I don't know. I've I've asked for this information and, um, because it we don't get it through the lens side of things. But what they do is they ask uh, Great Britain to confirm that everybody is a paid up member of the organization when they're saying I'm swimming for a British club. And I, I did request the numbers and I didn't get them yet. So I'm going to ask for that information again, um, because it is useful to know, I think, for future planning that we do both with these events and with the British as, as to how many we've got going. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know at this point in time. No, well, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty to go, and I know I know a few myself. So that's good. So let's let's talk about your role then as chairman of the Great British um, Masters Working Group. You know, and being GB's representative for LEN Masters. But but firstly, what does your role entail as chairman? Um, and for the benefit of those who are new to all of this, myself included, by the way, why is there a Masters Working Group for Great Britain and one for England? And how do the two differ? Yeah. So the one I'm involved in. You know, you've been calling it Great Britain. It's, its official name is home countries. So the home countries being England, Scotland and Wales. So our our side of it is dealing with the GB Masters long course that we have during typically June. Uh, we sometimes move it depending on when the international events are. So sometimes it goes into April sort of time. We've last year introduced an open water competition, which we're having again this year. Uh, we've got the chairman award on our side of things, but also things like the records, the rankings, um, submitting ranking times to FINA. The decathlon is, is a British event. And with our long course, we rotate that around the home nations. The, the um, working group that you're referring to, obviously, is the Swim England one. And Scotland and Wales also have their own working groups. And they're looking very much at the development of the sport and, and which way they want it to go within those home nations. Yeah. So whether they're looking at events, whether they're looking at development days, um, whatever their plans may be for really getting, and it's often looking at participation and getting those participation numbers up and having swimming available to adults throughout, throughout the UK. Uh, and, and it allows each, each of those nations to do things in a little little bit of a different way so we kind of sit slightly differently in that it's you know more to do with that gb masters side of things yeah and how long have you been uh chairman for the, of that for um i started that in 2018 um so verity w who was the previous chair she left at that point in time and um so it, it then went to selecting a new chair from the representatives who were in the group from sort of the England, Scotland and Wales side of things. So that's when I sort of took that role on. And what what sort of time does that role require? I mean, are we talking hours a week or is it just big periods every so often? Or There's a little bit of 
almost daily issues that are coming up that that need addressing. So get quite a few emails in um, from that side of things. But we do definitely get the peaks. At the moment, we're looking into the schedule for the next British and, and looking at we, we have to achieve a surplus on that. I, I won't say profit because there are things that we don't actually pay for that come out of the, the general um, home nation budget that's, that's organising it. And so we need to look at what that schedule is, how we can return that surplus. And we need the meat spec in place, the conditions in place, the qualifying times in place, all that side of things. So that's hitting a peak at the minute. And we're also looking at checking things like the new system that's coming coming into place with regard to records, decathlon, and yeah. meet results. So I've got quite a bit on my to-do list with regard to those at the moment. Um, we're hoping to get the decathlon on, online relatively soon. It'll be using all the events from this year. So um, every swim that everyone's done will will be looked at for this year um it'll just be looking a little bit different but it'll be yeah. the same the same competition that's good to know sounds like it it requires somebody who really genuinely cares and is quite passionate about this what was it that made you want to kind of apply for the role in the first place is it because i mean you've got a full-time job you know you're a swimmer i'm sure you've got other things going on what, what kind of pushed you towards this I, I think for me it's 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 very easy for people like me to sort of sit there and expect everyone else to do things for me. Um, and I, I'd done plenty of years of that. And um, I, it was quite nice to sort of get involved and have a little bit of input and, and things like that. And it would be nice at some point to pass that on to the next person. And, and I think if you do keep passing that role on it, it's people will stay enthused with it Um uh, and I think it does take that bit of enthusiasm to to keep keep the go you know keep the role going. So um, yeah, it'll be nice to do it for this this little block of time, and then it'll be nice for someone else to take over. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, that leads us on to your role then as obviously GB representative for LEN Masters. I presume the chairman would naturally be the representative for European swimming. That's part of your responsibilities, I guess. It's it's not so. With regard to the European Masters, that committee has roughly 15 people on it. And one of those is um, a liaison person who's liaison with the LEM Bureau. So that only leaves 14 places, give or take, for the rest of the nations. Um, So not every nation gets a representative on that. So... In our case, there isn't anybody representing France or uh, there is Germany, but no Spain, no Italy, for example. So I, I look at that as, as it also takes time. So the you know the GB role takes time. If you're involved in a home nations, that takes time. And this one obviously is taking two weeks of holiday time this year. Sure. Yeah. And and I think there's also an element of experience of world and European events is really, really useful. So I, I actually think that it, it could be the same person, but it doesn't have to be the same person who's chairing the group. And I think it's always good to keep those options open as to who might be the most suitable. Ultimately, British swimming uh, put forward somebody that they think will have a chance of getting in. So 
the, the nominations are put forward by the various nations within Europe and um, the Bureau selects, I believe the Bureau selects, um, those who will be put onto the committee. So there aren't any guarantees that Britain will have someone on that on that group. Yeah, well, I'm sure we're very lucky to to have you. Um, in terms of the championships, then, what role do do you and the obviously the other countries' representatives play in terms of organising the the event? The upfront side of it, we get involved in the rules side, so we can propose rule changes. And um, this time we did. Um, there's 400 medley was added for the first time this this year, and there's also men's artistic swimming, I believe. Certainly that was voted in, but there've also been changes in water polo. They were quite subtle. Uh, diving had some changes to their events as well. So we get involved in that side up front. Then at the meet, it's a little bit more to do with um, the things that need to be done. So there are things like the marshalling side of things, um, ensuring that the training days are organized properly, um, looking at uh, medal ceremonies. That's that's kind of part of what we're getting involved in. Uh, Land delegate with regard to, I think, decisions that need to be made during the event, safety side of things. So we always have somebody who's allocated as safety officer and really any other running around um, that needs doing while we're at the meet. So that's the more of the side of the organisation. I think where the group wants to get a little bit more involved are some of the areas that um, have caused a few issues this year. So um, the big issues that probably a lot of people are aware of were the fees this time around. Um, things like schedule inputs um, and, and really then looking at the future of the event and where do we want it to go. Yeah. So, yeah, there's quite a lot going on um, and not that many people to cover the, the different venues that we'll have this time around. Yeah, well, it sounds, sounds very intense. And uh, and again, I'm sure uh, well, everybody's really grateful to have you kind of on our side. Just finally, do you know when the next competition will be? Um, I ask purely because, you know, obviously speaking to you, speaking to a few other people, I'm incredibly jealous that I'm now not going and I'm very much looking forward to the next one. Yeah, I I I do think that Rome's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, the venues are just absolutely stunning from what I can see. So really looking forward to to getting involved and getting out to those venues. We don't yet know when the next one's going to be. I asked a question back in oof, July time. And at that point in time, they're looking at bids for the next European Championships. Um, I'm making the assumption that ours will be part of that event um but we don't yet have any confirmed dates no well i'm looking forward to finding out when uh, when that is and i'm sure i'll be booking my uh, my flights very quickly well thank you very much uh, nicola that was fantastic and the uh, very best of luck to you obviously from a personal level in terms of the racing uh, but also i hope the you know event goes to plan yeah thanks joe good talking and now for part two, and I am joined by the brilliant Kath and the brilliant <laughs> Beth. And Beth, before we talk about the Europeans, I do have a very important question for you both, actually. But I'll start with you, Beth. Right. When you swim from the shallow end to the deep end, are you swimming uphill or downhill? Oh, no. <laughs> I can't, no, I can't do this. I've just got in from work. <laughs> uphill? <laughs> oh, uphill? You're, say, you're saying uphill. What, what are you saying, Kath? <laughs> 
do you know what? I'm just a horizontal swimmer. That's all I can say. You're, okay. Yeah, I um, like that answer. Normally yeah. everybody has a, an uphill or downhill answer, no. but I like that. Is there that. an answer? I, I try and stay horizontal. Everybody has a different answer. I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i saying uphill as well because I, I feel like it's the psychology of like the deep end is harder. So it feels like an uphill run. Okay. But because the deep end is deeper, a lot of people say downhill. Okay. But then does it matter which end you start from? Because if you're doing like 50s hard, yeah, it feel like the end of it, you're like going uphill because it's really hard. And that depends on how you feel. Honestly, I can tell you in all my years of training, I've never thought about this one. Yeah, same. I, <laughs> think, I, think, I think we all need to be more like you. this question. So, Joe, it must be something in your mentality. <laughs> it's not It's not just my mentality. Oh, right. okay. It seems to be something that's going around my club at the moment. Okay. People kind I of have that. Well, they need something more to talk about. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the, the coach the coach needs to step in, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was really concerned about what you were actually going to say there. I was like, <laughs> oh, God, like, what are we starting with? No, 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 it's all good. I'd like to throw something in the mix. Um, okay, so you are both obviously going out to the Europeans in Rome. Um, Kath, when are you when are you flying out? Uh, so I go out on um, Sunday the 28th. So the meet's actually started, and that's just to coincide with the uh, my, my friend Lindsay and I's um, three events, because we've just got the three events. So we're just doing a six-nighter there. Sounds great. And what about you, Bethy? When are you flying out? Assuming you're flying, of course, and not like walking or swimming there. Yeah, cycling, actually. No, I'm just joking. Cycling, yeah. um, <laughs> no we're flying out on uh, Friday the 26th. So I'm there until the 4th, until right at the end. Um, and I'm doing six events. So I'm doing um, three individuals and three relays. Sounds great. And are you guys planning to go out there and just race and then come home? Or are you going to make a bit of a holiday out of it afterwards? It's a no-brainer. It's a holiday. It's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I've uh, booked a couple of um, tours and or, or, or sightseeing trips. I've been researching what else can go on, and I'm looking for fun. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, just gonna eat as many different pizzas as possible, get my <laughs> carbs in, and. Then, like, I've never been to Italy, so it'll be like really good to see sights and stuff like that. And I think that'll be really fun. And we've kind of got a our club have kind of thought about meeting up for like some dinners and things. And then on the fourth, we fly out to Club La Santa in Lanzarote for a week. So yeah, very pampered. Sounds sounds amazing. Yeah, it, it, actually, if you want any pizza recommendations, we, uh, we went to Italy with um, Interrail Italy about three years ago, and so when I have a pizza in this country, I like having lots of stuff on it, loads of toppings. But actually, the plainest mozzarella is so beautiful in Italy. So start with that, and then maybe build from there. But if you love it, stick with it. It's uh, it's amazing. Um, you both mentioned that you're doing three three events. Kath, what specifically are you are you racing? Um. 50 uh, back, 53 and 200 back. Brilliant. And you, Beth? All the 50s apart from breaststroke. So 50 back, 50 fly and 53. Just fun events, really. Just splash. And then your relay, is that uh, you going out there like as a club, as Trafford Metro? Yeah. So there's about 14 or 15 of us, maybe. Um, so we've got some like I've got some I think I've got four by 53 women I think I've got a mixed medley and maybe a mixed free or a medley women I'm not actually sure um, yeah sounds good 
you're just uh, you're just see on the day. Well, um, yeah. Beth said she's going out there, and it's just going to be purely for fun. How are you feeling about this one? Are you, are you treating this one as like a major event for you, or are you simply going out there just to take in the atmosphere and have fun? And however you swim, it kind of doesn't really matter too much. Um. I don't think there's a single swim I ever do I don't take incredibly seriously. I nice. Mean, Good answer. Me, um, you know, I think anybody who knows me knows that I'm like 100% and I don't back off. And I think it's because it it's just, you, it gives me the opportunity to be like that and to be 100% committed. I don't, I don't think I do anything in swimming without it being completely... Um, I'm totally committed. Yes, I'm. I'm going to blast it in Rome. So sounds great. So have you, Kathy? Have you tapered for this then? Um, uh, well, that's an interesting question. Um, I'm, I'm still. I still feel I'm just struggling for that last bit of speed in freestyle. I've got it on the back. I've got it, um, and so I'm still a little bit off completely tapering. I don't feel. I feel. I feel if I keep looking, maybe it's just there. And I, I did a, I did a couple of swims this week to try and um, see if I can just get that last bit of speed before I just taper. I'm not. I haven't found in the past that tapering is that big a deal for me. Uh, and that's been um, a number of things I've tried over the the years. So I don't give an awful lot of stop by that um, the necessity. Yes, I need to feel very fresh and very bouncy and very no aches or pains at all. <laughs> I'm laughing at that because that's that's a, a state of the body that, that sometimes eludes me. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, I will ease off a little bit, but it doesn't have to be that long for me. Yeah. Well, what about you, Beth? What about, are you tapering at all? Uh, I might taper on Tuesday coming. Um, Mine's more kind of like I will do the same volume, but I'll probably lower the intensity and I'll definitely lower the intensity at at the gym. I'm doing kind of like a high strength focused program at the minute. So I am like knackered all the time. So I'm definitely going to start dropping that probably at the weekend and just doing kind of a bit of a deload, kind of same amount of reps, but like very low volume. Um, so I'm not tiring my muscles. I'm just keeping them moving. And then obviously when we get to Rome, like there's, a, well, we've got an, a very traditional um, Italian Airbnb. So I don't think it's anywhere near a gym. Also, can I just say, you know that Kath is 100% serious because she's got this kind of, like, she's so in the zone, like, before she races. I've seen a race and she's, like, so ready. She's, like, pumped, like, behind the block. She's just like, yeah, let's do it. And, like, you can just see it and it's, like, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love that attitude. It's fantastic. Okay. Um, just, just going back to the whole sort of tapering thing. It's not something I've ever done, if I'm honest. I think with club sessions, we, you know, I guess we just do more practice off the blocks in terms of you know maybe doing some 50s and stuff like that but I've never really actively tapered and that's definitely something we should talk about in a future episode maybe different ways that you can taper and that'd be quite uh, interesting to do but in terms of practicing then Kath you mentioned your back end speed have you been practicing that at all in in the build-up to this? Well, uh, yes. I mean, I I try and break down the 50 to do some real um, focused start, middle, end. Um, I try and I've got a a little uh, set I do with 25s, which I know I read 
in something a few a couple of years ago, and I I can I can feel good doing that. It's just four four twenty fives on for me. It's on forty, and then have a rest. Four twenty fives on forty five, yeah, and then four four twenty fives with a minute in between. Now that I should be able to find my speed with that set. Um, and it's a good one coming up to a race. And I know I'm there on back. I know exactly what I need to be doing. And I had a great swim at Gloucester as well, which I was dead chuffed about. Um, but I still be kind of looking for it, as I say, a bit more on the freestyle because it just, it just, I'm only a second, but I, I just like to, to feel I've got that real, real magic. The magic would be there. Sounds good. So let's hope it, the wa- the wand waves and it lands on my shoulder <laughs> brilliant how, how about you beth have you is there anything in particular you've been working on that you feel like you need to maybe improve on one of your 50s or uh yeah like probably just catch um a lot of the time especially on fly um my hands kind of slip through the water especially if i'm like my stroke rate's too high so i've just been trying like every time i do a speed session it's just to like hold the water slow the stroke down i actually go so much faster when i have a slower butterfly stroke which is so strange mm-hmm. and then we've been doing like a lot of speed with like fins so like actually just getting used to going really really fast and I love swimming fly with fins on. It's like, you feel so powerful. Like, I feel like Dressel. <laughs> yeah. Every, everybody should feel like Dressel at some point. That's, uh, yeah. No, you have like your Dressel moment when you put fins yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> sounds, sounds like uh, Kath has that Dressel moment before every race being so uh, being so focused. Um, but but, but g- given that you train um, on your own, Kath, I don't suppose you actually have much opp- opportunity to practice diving off the block. Oh, so you- diving. Oh. Do you, do you find crying. yourself? Um, do you, do you find yourself in the warm up to an event, like going off in the in the sprint lane plenty of times just to get used to it? Or oh, massively. I mean, it, I will I will go to Rome and since Gloucester, which is only a couple of weeks ago, obviously, but that will be the first chance I will have again for back course starts and um, the 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 freestyle start, you know, off the block. So yes, it's it's it's. I don't know. I mean, I, here's the thing. If I get a, a quiet moment in the pool I'm in, which is a a, a a club, a private club, I'll go and hang on, listen to this. This is real um, high technique stuff. I'll go and hang on to the steps and have a go at a back roll start. That way. So I'm, going, I'm going at right angles to everybody swimming. Um, and I'll probably do that in the next week. I bet that'll be one of my um, prelims to Rome. But, yeah, it's a disaster. And as for ledges, I did have a – I did actually uh, manage to get up on a ledge because it's always – I've always thought it was going to defeat me. But I did get up on a ledge at uh, the Barnet meet. And uh, I, I found it. I found I begin, it began to kind of click a bit more for me. But unfortunately, without something on a on a, a little bit more of a sustained basis, it's really just such a big ask to go to a major competition and start to do a backstroke start on a ledge when you've gone off about three times in your entire life. Um, so once again, that won't be a meet where a ledge is going to be of any value. Um, so yeah, it's um, how how big a, a problem is it massive yeah well done to you though for for being creative actually going off a step because uh, you know i remember watching like a michael phelps documentary once about how he when he came back into the sport he was swimming in that tiny little pool in the rehab center and he said he was literally doing two strokes and having to turn again 
because it was so small, but he saw that as an opportunity to practice his turns yeah. and to work on some specific drills. And I just think actually it, it often doesn't matter what pool you swim in. You can always find ways of being great. You know, if you want to accept that you want to have a good session and you're not too stubborn with what you maybe had pre-planned, you can be creative and find new ways of, uh, of doing it. Um, Beth, how do you feel about racing in, in an outdoor pool? That That's not something I've ever done before. Um, it looks amazing when you look at it on the uh on the telly at the moment is that have you swam in many i am so excited about racing in that pool because it just look it does look so good and yeah. um, i've only trained in outdoor pools i've never raced in an outdoor pool to my memory only with kind of like fun triathlons and stuff like that um it is really nice like i really enjoy outdoor swimming obviously you've got the wind which is a factor that you never thought you'd have to deal with with swimming because swimming is usually indoors but I just think it is completely different and I'm sure racing will be completely different although I'm really not looking forward to like the sun in Rome and my very black racing costume I am going to be extremely hot (laughs) and with two hats that's also a yeah I think there's going to be a bit of a heat problem but I'm excited it should be really good so I've, I've been listening to Mark Foster and uh, Rebecca Edlinton on the BBC the last few days talking about swimming in outdoor pool. And they mentioned the wind as being one potential problem, but Mark was saying that one of the kind of pros about swimming outdoors is that you really feel like you get a lot more oxygen in um, because you don't have that humidity and moisture in the air that you'd get on a poolside. So actually, he said it's especially for because obviously he was a, a fifty specialist where he wouldn't breathe at all. So being on that block, being able to take in big chunks of air before he set off, he said that was a really good thing and he actually said as well raining is a lovely thing if it's raining yeah. out it feels lovely having because you're obviously already in the water anyway but it feels lovely having the the rain on you how, how about you kathy are you looking forward to being in an outdoor pool um i'm i agree with you beth that the the um location and the um atmosphere and the history of the pool the stadio pool in rome is fabulous and and that will be I'm sure my heart will kind of uh, be joyful um, seeing that pool um, and and being able to swim there. So really, as far as freestyle, I'm not sure that it's going to particularly enter my head um, that we're outdoors as opposed as as a factor for me to um, need to adjust in any way at all. You just get in and go like crazy. I mean, it's wet, it's water and you've got 50 metres of it. You know, where's the problem? But my back crawl is like how big a challenge do you want because um if anybody's ever seen me swim a back crawl the one thing i do is i line up with ceiling and um you you know i know exactly what what i'm following and 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 it's essential i do so it's just years and years and years of needing uh it's like a you know a crutch you just hold on to the fact that you've got something up there and you can follow it um yes i've swum open water back before i haven't studied this too much and i'm not going to but i think it affects my times but that's something I, I really don't want to have heard myself say because I don't want to put any negativity in my head at all uh, because it's just such a challenge and I even uh, you know um, Beth knows we, we've got a little Facebook group now for the uh, Rome entrance and I asked the question can anybody tell me how to do backstroke in an open air pool and, and people have had a go and I'm pretty certain um, that even all the way through every level of swimming there isn't really an answer apart from having that capacity to believe you swim straight and I, I didn't say you swim straight I said you believe you swim straight 
So you don't have any hesitation in believing you're going to go down the middle of the pool. But I must say that if you see an outdoor um, session, like a, a really top class competition, you'll see people who can't swim straight. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, yeah, it's enormously challenging for backstrokers. And I mean, you know what, if they did one, I mean, there, were, there was one competition and it's not this one uh, because both pools are outdoor pools. There was one one competition, and pretty certainly it was uh, Budapest, and they had uh, two indoor pools and two outdoor pools. And I thought, you know, they really should have put all the backroll events in the inside because if yeah. they were genuine swimmers, they would know it's just not a level playing field. You know, if you're not used to that kind of environment, it does create um, a, a unfair advantage if you're used to training and yeah. swimming in an outdoor. You know, I believe... Um, certainly a lot of the Americans I know training, certainly the, the Florida, uh, the folks from Florida and, and uh, California, they'll train constantly outside. So it's it's very much their second home. Uh, but us Brits, we haven't got a hope any heck, have we? We don't no. have all. So um, I do think that that would be something that I would be looking for wherever they can, because I don't think it's it's very, it's very tricky. Yeah, it's that's a really good point. As somebody who has neither swam in an outdoor pool nor ever competes in backstroke, that's something I'd have never have thought about. Okay. And um, I can imagine, I mean, again, don't want to put negativity, neg- negativity sorry, yeah. in your head, but when I was a junior swimmer, the pool we swam in had tiles along the roof and then there was like there were lights around the edge of the pool so I never ever counted my backstroke strokes because I always just looked for the lights yeah. and then of course once a year you go to a competition in a different pool and it's like oh my god I've got no idea where the wall is because I didn't know how to count my t-. and I remember vividly having to practice counting my strokes in the warm-up before a race okay um so and I mean that's a minor problem compared to one that you may potentially face in terms of swimming a straight line, but at, at least the lane ropes will tell you if you've gone too far. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you both so much again for sharing all of your obviously pearls of wisdom. And uh, I wish you both the very best of luck out in Rome. Hope you have a safe flight and, uh, and actually have a fantastic time and a great holiday. Nice to speak to you both. Oh, thanks Joe. Cheers. Take care.